We were celebrating Grandparents' Day this morning and I realised Billy looks way too young to be a granddad, but he's a granddad. It's incredible. And so um, we just want to um, thank you, mate, for coming and sharing God's Word. It's amazing. Why don't you give him one more hand, a better hand. That'd be great. Well, that's as good as it gets at my age. I'm sorry. That's the best entrance I can give you. So, um, no, that's fairly awesome. Thank you. And uh, that was good. I'm, I was a bit worried that maybe uh, my old age had gotten to me and it's not Grandparents' Day. So thanks, brother. I was stringing me on there a bit. It's true. I'm a grandparent, my wife and I, and um, that's why I crept, kept the stubble for you, just to prove it. So that bit of grey there, that's just for show. Uh, I only dabbled that in today just to say I'm a grandparent. And um, it's true. And... Uh, Right from the outset, I thought I might be brave enough, courageous enough to be a little bit vulnerable because something like a grandparent day, for many people, it's a seed of celebration. It's an incredible day, incredible you know, opportunity to be a grandparent. But I also recognise for some people it mightn't be a celebration. It might evoke some difficulty for you today. And in the spirit of that, I acknowledge that. And I know it sounds like a downer straight up, but I just wanted to be courageous enough to say that for Vicky and I, a couple of years ago, we, we knew the pain of losing our first granddaughter. And it had a very, very significant impact on our lives. We lost her in a mother's womb, and that was a very difficult time. And so perhaps for some here, that, that is the reality for you too, in the complexity of this thing called being human that for some people such a day as this, which can be a celebration, it also brings grief for some. You know, perhaps there's some people in the room and you've lost a grandparent recently this year. And so I acknowledge that as well. I, I, want, to, I, I want to have the sacredness to acknowledge the fullness of this thing called humanity, the experiences that we have. And, and I can flip straight away and say, I love being a grandparent. We've got two grandkids with us, literally with us, so my children and my two grandchildren live in the house with us. And it's a full house with a lot of living going on. <laughs> Hence the grey. <laughs> and they are literally under our roof and uh, it's a blessing to have them. And uh, I think Vicky and I proved, you don't need the grey, a couple of weeks ago Vicky and I proved we are grandparents because we did what all good grandparents do. We got in the car and left everybody. We did that real grandparenty thing. We went on a camping trip on our own to get away. Um, and there's another complexity to life. I've got to pull up again and be real with you. Uh, some of you may know uh, that quite a surprise, uh, a couple of months ago, my wife, Vicky, um, her, her cancer returned after 15 years. And again, this thing called the human life uh, with its ups and downs. And that was quite an unexpected part of our journey. We weren't quite ready for that or expecting that and after 15 years her, her cancer returned and she's had four months of chemo and that was a difficult time it was a really difficult time for her and um, um, on behalf of my wife and I our family we thank you for your prayers and uh, we recently had a really good news from the oncologist and that was great and um, you know but as a, as a marker when she'd finished four months of chemo I didn't even know this but my wife said her lifelong dream was to see a platypus in the wild and I thought, well, okay, let's find one. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> sound like the right thing to do. So we have heard, and some of you may know, being Queenslanders, how blessed are we? Just northwest of Mackay is this magical, amazing place called Yungala. Um, and it, 
it on, on the broken river and, and we'd heard it was the epicenter, if that's the right word, the, the capital for whatever the plural of platypuses is, platypi or something, that'll do for tonight, won't it? That Lots of them mob are there, that's, you'll get what I'm saying. So, so we went on a trip, a road trip, took the swag, we loved doing that and, and literally within 30 seconds of pulling up at Broken River, boom, my wife sees platypus in the wild it was it was mystical it was magical it was sacred it was an incredible time and we had we had three beautiful nights four beautiful days just to refresh and renew and be in this incredible environment that God had created up there and uh, and watching these amazing animals and it was it was a really sacred time and they had these beautiful they'd done it so well they had these beautiful um viewing decks and you didn't have to walk very far and, and you'd see them. But if you don't know this, um, platypus, platypi, um, are very shy animals. They can be very quiet and you generally only see them at dawn and dusk. And so my wife, Vicky, and I got up very early and we walked very quietly. We got to a place and it was that sacred. Uh, Vic took her shoes off and we were just there waiting, waiting and bang, this platypus comes up. We just spent... 20, 30 minutes watching this creature. They'll dive down for about 40 seconds and come back up for about five. And it was just amazing. And then this other couple came and joined and they were a little bit noisy, you know, weren't quite conscious. And over they come and drop the bag down. Boom, and the lad pulled out his camera. And he's putting it all together. It's like a transformer with those noises. And the thing was going right out. And the lady grabbed a bit of paper and she said in a loud voice, how do you see these things? Where would you find them? Let's read about this. And this thing's rock, literally, literally just where if she had gone like that, what? No, she's saying, well, how do you find them? What's the theory? You know, and he's, she's taking practicing and he's looking there and it's there and it looks like a move, it was fun. Making a lot of noise. And then after about 15 minutes of doing that, they said, there it is. And it was, you know what I mean? And off it went, so. I thought, oh my goodness, talk about missing the mark. But I want to be honest. I don't want to be too high on my horse tonight because uh, when I, this morning, I'm a bit prone to this myself. This morning, I'm thinking, I'm contemplating Grandparents' Day, sermon. What am I going to share with Bridgie? So I'm sitting at the back of our house and I'm thinking, okay, what will I share? You know, and I'm theorizing and my mind is working overtime. My intellect is fully engaged. And, and I'm going for it. And then in that moment, we're back onto a park and there's this beautiful playground where we are. And because the kids, our grandkids are with us, I heard, as I'm trying to think, what will I share? I hear Vicky, my wife, with our eldest granddaughter, Poppy, and they're out having the time of their lives on the swing. And I thought to myself, talk about missing the mark. And I dropped everything and I raced out and I had a fantastic time with Vic and our granddaughter. And I guess tonight, that's a little bit of my heart's desire is to, to ponder with you, to explore if we're willing to perhaps, is there a tendency for that in our lives? And, and by that, I guess I'm saying, is there a, you know, a danger that we think about the theory of stuff rather than an actual lived out life? You know, and that tendency for us, I guess, that the intellectual over the actual. Now, now, don't hear me wrong. I, like as anyone else, I love to have a good yarn with someone, a deep yarn that fully engages my thinking. I love that. 
love out at our property, sitting up late at night and pondering and talking about stuff. But, but I guess there's a danger if we only think that's enough. And we miss the incredible opportunity, not just for the intellectual, but for the actual experience of life. And I'm here to tell you that I think, I'm convinced that the biblical picture is one of experience. So many of these uh, sacred texts were stories that were written about lived lives, about families, about the human condition, the ups and downs. It's, it's one of the things I find most um, soothing to my soul about the sacred biblical text is the reality it brings about life. It does not shy away from difficulty and danger and doubt and disappointment. It becomes part of what's true for life. And in the midst of that, we hear and we see a grappling with reality, an opportunity to have a relationship with the creator of it all. And I find that to be a sacred thing. And for me, one of the things it presents is this power of knowing. A knowing that's, that's relational, not just intellectual. You know, it's not just a theory about, but it's an actual opportunity to connect with. In fact, for those that don't know, for, for Dion and my community, we've got a 40-acre property out at Dolby in it, and it's been an amazing opportunity to live out that reality, an invitation to connect. And uh, we're out here in the midst, of, in, in Western Downs country. It's a beautiful town out there and all farmers around us. And here we are with our little 40 acres. And look, I'm not embarrassed to say we're urban cowboys. That's fine, you know. The shoe fits. And we're out here and recently again, the human condition. We had a very difficult situation. We had our milking cow, Dottie. We'd purchased her last year and she gave birth to a calf and there was much joy and we were looking ahead to planning to using the milk and making that part of the experience for everyone out there. And uh, unfortunately, Dottie, the cow, got cancer and uh, we recently had to put her down. And I want to be honest and, and say to you, I, I shed a tear. I'm not, I'm not, I've got to be honest. I was really, in a heartfelt way, sad that this cow was lost to us. And, and I've got to be honest as well. I'm a good Aussie fella. I eat a lot of steak. You know what I mean? It's just that I'm just being real with you tonight. I've had a lot of steaks in my time. And we do know where steaks come from, don't we? It's just often I don't call them Dotty. But just the power of the reality of a lived experience with that animal changed the game. We, 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 we cried. We were sad. And it was the power of knowing. Knowing another. And you might say, oh, I was just a cow. But it, it was, we had experiences. On, we'll never forget the day we bought her and she got dropped off the truck. And we'll never forget the three hours it took us to get her back in the yard once she raced off. It was three hours. Oh, Bridget, I want to assure you, I've never had a powerful prayer life like that day with Dottie. We had a terrible fence line and she, there's only one strand of fence and she, she just went straight. She's going through it and I'm tapping her on the head nicely and just praying to God, get that cow back in there, please, Lord. And for those that know, Lukey Houghton was with me and uh, Lukey said to me after three hours to get her back in the yard. And Lukey said, did you see the neighbour? We had a new neighbour move in. I said, no, I was too busy looking at the cow and praying. What were you doing? And so 
He said he went inside, got a cup of tea and his wife, and he came out and watched it for three hours and <laughs> laughed his head off. Thinking about preaching about love thy neighbour with that fella. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, they just laugh, mate. I'll never forget it. It was a lived experience. I'll tell it for the rest of my life. The kids saw the joy of her giving birth and, you know, the gift of creation. And I'll press even further. We've, I've been sad when we've lost trees out there. You might say, well, that sounds really wacky, but it's just the power of knowing. Knowing a place and knowing the creator that is in and underneath and through all that. It's that Christ is in all things. It's been really powerful to know the, the, the power of knowing. But I guess it's not just a relational power of knowing, it's a generational power of knowing. There's a revelation I had today as I was thinking about being a grandparent and sharing with you. And one of the realisations I had which really struck me was the generational power of knowing. I not only know my daughter's life, I now know my daughter's daughter's life. It's incredible, a history. I, I know my daughter's grandparents. And, and there's this incredible lineage, this history of connection, of relationship that I can now look to. And I think that's powerful for your posture when you want to share God with people. Because again, I think there's an inherent danger if we're not careful. We, we, we want to make factual statements and there's nothing wrong with that. But we, we, there's so much more on offer, isn't there? We don't want to just convince people in their minds. We want to invite them into a living relationship. We've heard that from the baptismal pool tonight. An experience of the living God, not just a theory about him, but the opportunity to connect and be in relationship with the creator of it all. Doesn't that blow your mind? How might that affect the stance that you take as you walk with people? And part of me resonates. It was shared in the testimony and I I hear it with the city church praying that, that to be to be an experience for people. To be the light that shines. To allow God's light to shine in us so that we might in turn share that and invite people into an experience of a relationship with God, not just a theory about him. And as much as that, I could just sit in that, the power of knowing, there's something even greater I feel to share tonight. There is a power of us knowing. There's something about that an invitation to know God. But I really want to share with you tonight, it's the power of being known that really blows my mind tonight. And I really pray that's a revelation that will be a revolution for some here tonight. We heard a little bit of language. I haven't quite got that much. And there's a story there too about human condition. My, my grandmother was an Aboriginal woman and... Uh, there was some difficulty that uh, one time I might share again when it seems right, but not easy for her to grow up with an Aboriginal heritage. But my, my grandmother's mother's tongue is Gumaroi. We come from the Gumaroi people. And we have a Gumaroi word that is Yaliwanga. Yaliwanga, and it means always, ever. I guess it's like the English word eternity. And that 
When you see God as Yale Wanga, the eternal one, it, it evokes for me some amazing reflections. Because if God is Yalewanga, that means he knows all generations. If he always was and always will be, that means there's nothing that's beyond the knowledge of God. Not just the, a head knowledge, but a relational knowing from the creator. That God knows all people of all time. Can your head take that in? Can you experience how powerful that is tonight? There has never been a living person outside of God's desire to know them. And not just all generations of humans, but all creation. He formed the mountains and and made the valleys. He knew Dottie as a creature that he created. He knew that platypus that we spied up in that country. And he knows every plant and seed. And That is powerful. A God that knows generational. But he's also a God that knows intimately. Not just in general, but specifically tonight. You, me, This God, the God who has no beginning and no end, this God of infinite power and love, this God knows us. I couldn't help but think about Romans 8. And and hear me when I say God knows, I guess the other way is God loves. And in Romans 8, it says how wide and long and high and deep is the love of God. That's a pretty exhaustive list. How wide? Who is outside the love of God tonight? How wide is his love? There is no person and no creature on earth that can get past, beyond The wide love of God. How long is the love of God? What generation has not been offered the love of God in the past or on into the future? Yaliwanga. He always has and always will be the God of love. No generation can say they've been outside of it. How high? I mean, we look at this ground and we say we're here, but we can look up to the stars and we know that there's galaxies beyond galaxies that we don't even know about well that's how high God's love is that it encompasses all of the universes known and unknown and how deep how deep is the love of God tonight and when I say that I guess I wonder about you now personally How deep down do you think you've experienced the love of God? Maybe maybe in this human condition, this human experience, maybe there's been layers upon layers of difficulty in your life. Disappointments and experiences that have in some way suggested that you're not known by God. 
caused you to doubt and to dismiss that it's true. And my deepest prayer, so many people here are praying that you, that the, the deep love of God will be much deeper than that for you. That there'll be breakthroughs that take place. That you are known by God, loved by God is the message tonight. Wherever you are in the world, no one is beyond the love of God. And he wants you to experience a relationship with him, a relationship with this creator, not just a knowledge about him, but a a relationship with him. As we heard through the gift of Jesus, came to this earth, lived a human experience. says we have a great high priest that knows what it's like, experienced all of what it means to be human. Some of you know that I've started going into the youth detention and it's been an incredible opportunity and I went in on Friday and uh, please just pray for me, pray for me. Um, I foolishly did touch football with the boys on Friday. I was flicking through the bulletin and I'm really hopeful that there might be a healing service coming up very shortly, tonight, tomorrow. And as I was in there... um, you know, it's an interesting experience, but I, I, one of the workers, there's some beautiful people in there, pray for the workers as well. The kids in there and the workers. And I, I realise again, the human condition, it's, it's complex. It's complex. But there's a lot of kids with very traumatic life experiences. And one of the workers in a, in a beautiful sacred moment just said, you know what, these kids just want to know that they've been seen. That they've seen that they're heard. And I, I suppose on the back of tonight, all humans want to, want to be known. This deep desire that we're cared for, that we're loved, that we're valued. Well, how much would it be a game changer? Maybe there's some people here tonight and you feel that same way. You're wondering if you are seen. Wonder if, if you're heard, known, cared for, loved. And, and, and like I said at the start, man, it, it is courageous sometimes to step out. An act of faith is what the Bible talks about. And maybe you've just got hit upon hit and, and, and the complexity of your life has just worn you down and, and you're aching inside. And, you know, you're saying, you know, you're saying, could it be true that God loves me? Could it be true? I don't think it's true. Well, in a moment of vulnerability, could I just offer, what if it is tonight? What if it is true? That Yaliwanga, that the God that always has been and always will be, the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving God does care about you tonight. Has a wide and long and high and deep love for you, just as you are right now. What if that is true tonight? Would you be willing? Would you be courageous enough to just lean in tonight and just ask for him to show it to you? I've got a really dear friend who's part of Dion and we had a gathering last night. It was beautiful, just celebrating one of our little one's birthdays, letting her know that she's known, loved and cared for, seen and heard, valued. And her father said, 
And he's been in youth detention work for a long time. I've got a high respect for, for Nat. And Nat was telling me a story that he, he saw one of these lads inside and, and when the lad got out, he, he was walking with him and living, doing life with this young fella outside of youth detention. And, you know, and it's hard to get back on your feet. This young fella was doing his best and struggling a bit. And, and Nat told me last night, and this was really the spark for tonight, it really did have a big impact on me. Nat said that he just read Psalm 139 to this young man who'd had this quite difficult life experience. And Nat said this young man wept. This young man wept at the prospect that it's true that he was loved with an eternal love from the eternal God. And he just opened himself up. He courageously said, I want to know that love. I want to experience that love. And so on the back of that, I just want to read to you by faith Psalm 139. It's a song that was written by a human being who knows the human experience. But I have a sense tonight, if you're willing, I want to read it to you as though God himself was singing it over you. And I want to pose the question to you, what if it is true that you're loved by God like this? Would that be a change? Take this in as you hear this song that I truly believe is being sung over you tonight by God. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, the dark, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. 
Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God. And know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Let's pray. Bayami Yalewanga, Bayami. God, you have always been God and always will be God. You are all powerful and all knowing and all loving and all gracious. And your deepest desire is for us to know you. You invite us into a relational space. You, you want us to connect with you so much so you've pursued us with the love of a son in the presence of the spirit and tonight I call that into me forgive me Lord for just my use of words I don't want people to have more head knowledge our deepest prayer is that people will know you with all of their being they will experience you Help us, Lord, to carry that posture when we share you with our family and our friends, our neighbours, our work colleagues in this world, wherever we find ourselves. We want people to know you, Lord, have an experience of your love that changes their lives. And I especially pray for any here tonight, Lord, So many people with stories of hurt and pain. We've heard a testimony of that tonight. So many layers, ill treatment and deceit and treated as inhumane. And yet the experience of the love of God has transformed. And I just pray for many here tonight, any that are listening, Lord, spirit they will encounter the love of the living God and may it change them we pray in Jesus name
embrace the exodus of my heart. So if you free me, held back the waters for my release. Oh, yeah, you're the
God, we thank you for who you are tonight, just to the thought to be able to encounter you, King of the universe, the one who spoke in this world into, into being. It's just extraordinary, great God. And Father, as we've heard tonight, we don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss you. We don't want to be so engulfed in our own lies in our own world that we miss the creator of the universe, the one who loves us, the one who has a plan and a purpose for our lives, great God. And the greatest thing that we could do with our lives is surrender to you, knowing that you have a best interest at heart, great God, a plan and a purpose for us. And there may just be some here tonight, this is the first time they've ever heard anything about this. But maybe tonight it's that decision to say, okay, God, if you're there, reveal yourself to me. And I know, God, that you're faithful. I know we've heard about it, testified tonight, experienced it in my own life. Even Billy himself, as I prayed for him earlier, experiencing encountering you in his own life as well and seeing the life and experiencing the life transformation found in you. And so we thank You, great God, that anybody, anybody can come to You and experience and encounter the living God, the living God. Lord, we, uh, we love You so much and uh, we just thank You for opportunities and times like this as we gather together. So Lord, we worship You and we honour You and we pray these things in Jesus' mighty and precious Name. Amen. Amen. I do want to say it's been so good to have you here tonight. Great to have you online as well. If you want to find out more, feel free to come down and chat to us. Uh, if you want prayer for anything, we'd love to pray for you. So important. Don't miss that opportunity. Um, but God bless you. May God use you this week, whatever you're doing. And uh, we'll see you soon. God bless.